fans, welcome to episode 19 of Scourge Divas. I am Kirsty and I am joined by Casey and her four hot cross buns. There are no more hot cross buns. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you ate them. I ate them. I was going to say that's that's not as dirty as it sounds. Because I realised after I said it that I'm not entirely sure that's a universal concept. I'm sure hot cross buns aren't just a British thing. I'm like, really? Do you know what? Yeah. Let's, let's Google it. Let's go back to Google. I'm like I'm pretty sure they are a British thing. No, I'm sure you get them. In, I'm sure you get them in the states. Bus. I'm sure. I feel like I've had this conversation before with with somebody from the states. Hot cross buns, traditionally eaten on Good Friday in the United Kingdom, Ireland, Australia, India, Canada, New Zealand, South Africa, and some parts of the Americas. It doesn't say what part of the Americas, which is handy. Yeah. I think it's. I think they're. I think they're. Oh my god! They've got coffee flavored hot cross buns in Australia. What? I'm moving to Australia. No, it doesn't say anything about it. Oh, it's on fire over there. Maybe not. Do you know what else they don't get in the States that I kind of forget about every single year until somebody brings it up? What? Christmas crackers. What? They don't get Christmas crackers in the States. They don't... What? They don't get Christmas crackers? (laughs) No. They don't get Christmas crackers at all. That's shit. Why not? I think... I think Pleasant Kenobi posted a picture of one before Christmas and was like, okay, American friends, what's this? And people were like, kind of speculating about what they thought it was. I don't think I, they don't. They don't have Christmas crackers. Holy shit! That's entirely, I believe, a UK or potentially Australia. I don't know. I'm going to find that out as well. Anyway, how are you while I look up Christmas crackers? I'm. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm, I'm genuinely flabbergasted. <laughs> I'm just. I'm looking at Christmas crackers on, um, oh. <laughs> on Wikipedia now. Apparently, they have them in Canada. I mean that kind of make that that was gonna say that kind of makes sense because it's like they're a Commonwealth thing. Yeah, like that might that was why I thought Australia might have them because yeah. we're all kind of like old British colonies. Holy shit! So yeah, they don't have they don't have Christmas crackers in the states. Ah yeah. You're also not allowed to take them into the US. <laughs> You're not allowed to take them into the US. Are they too no. dangerous? Passengers on commercial flights in and to the United States are explicitly prohibited from carrying Christmas crackers on board or in checked baggage. Holy shit! So you can't you can't take a Christmas cracker in the in the states because I guess it counts as an explosive. So Christmas crackers and Kinder Surprise eggs, not okay. Make it forty seven. Make it forty seven. Crack on. Yeah, go for it. So yeah, there you go. There you go. That's your little America, bit of, you're weird. That's your little bit of trivia for today. We really should just stop slagging America and American cities off in every single Look, episode. Look, I'm, I'm expanding it from just Vino this week. Okay, that's fair. The whole country's getting it this time. That's, that's fair. If you're from America and, and you know of anything else weird that um, you aren't allowed to have in your country, please tell us, because this is genuinely fascinating stuff. Haggis, you're not, we're not allowed to... Um, you're not allowed to make it or import it. What? Guess, because it's... No, did you not know that? What do they do on Burns Night? I know there's Scottish societies in America that have Burns Night. The fuck do they do? I don't... I, you, you think they get some... It's like haggis, but it's not made the same way. I think it's the lungs. I think sheep lungs aren't... I googled this not that long ago. Hang on. Haggis, US. I think it's... um The US Department of Agriculture has long objected to one of the key ingredients in haggis, sheep's lung. No food for human consumption, whether made locally in the USA or imported from overseas, can contain sheep's lung. So they're not allowed to make it or import it. 
if they make it, I guess they make it just without the sheep's lung. I think it's because of some, like, it's there was some disease that they thought was, like, transmitted or was in sheep's lungs and it might, I don't think it's actually in there, but they've just kind of, they've just kind of put this ban in it anyway. I might have just made that up, that sound, that, that I've just... I've seen some of the shit they eat in, like, the, the mid-south, the deep south. <laughs> like, fucking, I can't remember what they're called now, but they eat awful down there. I mean, biscuits, biscuits and, and gravy. gravy. Oh my god! That's just one thing. Oh. That's just one. That's just one thing I've never had any desire to eat. Really, I don't know why. Oh, it's just. I don't think either of those things constitute what we would know as biscuits or gravy. No, I've had biscuits and gravy, and just no, it's it's not good. I had alligator when um I was in Florida. I've had alligator at a. Mongolian barbecue in Glasgow. That weirdly sounds both more and less exotic than my experience. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why I'm weird I've eaten. I mean, everything you kind of eat that I've eaten in, in America is always a strange sort of colour because they, they don't have the same regulations on shit they can put in their food that we Did do. Did I tell you about the, the sashimi guy at the buffet I was at in Vegas? No. Right, so I'm at this... Um, I don't know, what, what's sashimi? I don't know what that is. Sashimi's raw fish. Right. So I'm at this um, all-you-can-eat Asian food buffet. Yeah, which sounds amazing, by the way. It's like no, non-specific Asian food. And there's a there's like a, a Japanese section, and they've got sushi and sashimi. So I was, I was up getting some sushi, and there was this older gentlemen sort of sniffing around near the the sashimi part. Like literally sniffing? Not not literally sniffing, no, just sort of like not suspiciously, but just sort of loitering. Lingering. Yeah. And um I was kinda interested so I kept half an eye on him. And what he did was he waited until they refilled the salmon sashimi plate. So this was quite a large buffet restaurant. So when they replaced the plate, it was quite a large plate of salmon sashimi. Like, it was probably heaped a good couple of inches high, and it was like a 12-inch diameter plate. So a big plate. Um, So he waited until they replaced it, and he took about six bits off the top and put them onto his plate. Then he swapped the plates and went back to his table. (laughs) Oh, my God. I was so impressed. (laughs) I was raging because I wanted some as well, but I was so impressed. <laughs> that is a gentleman who is not at his first rodeo. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. That is absolutely like his, that's his fifth or sixth rodeo at least. That's so good. Apparently, um, the reason that they're not allowed to have haggis is because of something called scrapey. Scrapey? I don't know what scrapey is. Is it like scurvy? I don't know. I'm going to Google what scrapey is as well. It must be some disease. But they stopped... Um, there's no scientific evidence that it's in like sheep's lungs or that it, it's ever been given to a human person. Right. So They just they just, they just banned haggis anyway. Yeah, they've just kind of said that it's... There's no scientific evidence to indicate that scrapey poses a risk to human health or indeed evidence that it has ever passed in our food chain. But they just decided that that was plenty. It's a fatal degenerative disease affecting the nervous nervous systems of sheep and goats. 
It's been known since 932 and does not appear to be transmissible to humans. I mean, we, nobody in Scotland's ever had it. We just fucking eat sheep's lungs all the time. Yeah, like so most days. Yeah. So yeah, can't get haggis. Can't can't make it. Can't import it into the US unless it's a fucking a, just a, a version, I guess, that doesn't include the lungs. Can't have haggis. Can't have Kinder Surprise eggs. Can't have Christmas crackers. Can't have like universal health care. <laughs> fucking sort yourself out, America. But that's the thing. If you come to Scotland, you can eat all the sheep's lungs you want, and then if it does give you scrapey, you can go to a free hospital and get treated exactly. on the NHS. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's why we don't give a fuck. We're just like, yeah, I'll eat that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put whatever in my mouth. I don't care. Well, yeah, I... I... So, weekend just passed. Pre-release. Theros, Theros Beyond... Theros? Theros Beyond Death pre-release. Yeah. How many pre-releases did you do? I did one. One. I also did one, but I watched one as well. That's one more watching one than me. <laughs> the one I did was Two-Headed Giant. Oh, cool. So, like, my card evaluating is slightly biased by the fact that I did... Um, I did 280 Giant. Sure. But what did, what did you think? What are your first impressions of, of, of playing it? So, it seems... Now, this might just be my experience. I've only played one one event. But it seems really grindy. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing. I like a grindy environment. But, yeah, it, it seems really grindy. I've heard a few people saying that when they were running pre-releases that a lot of matches went to time. Yeah. Which... No, I don't know. When I played Two Eddie Giant, it wasn't hugely grindy. I don't know if that's just because it's a different environment. I don't think a lot of the matches actually in the original, the um, first event that I watched, which wasn't Two Eddie Giant, went to time either. I guess maybe it just depends on what kind of deck you build. Maybe, yeah. yeah. What did you open anyway? Tell me what you opened. So, tell, me, tell me about all your rares. Uh, I will tell you about all my rares because I actually have them sitting out in front of me. Oh, yes. So... Um, I opened my pack, my pre-release pack, and my promo was Atris Oracle of Half-Truths, mm-hmm. which I was quite hype about because I'm quite excited about that card. I need to Google what she does because I do not know. So it's a 3-2 with Menace for two blue and black. Um, when it enters the battlefield, target opponent looks at the top three cards of your library, separates them into a face-up pile and a face-down pile, and you put one pile into your hand. Oh, she's the fact or fiction um, creature. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, kind of. Nice. So I was quite excited about that. I didn't end up playing it, but um, it was it was definitely a, ooh, sweet, that's cool. Yeah. Um, the first rare I opened from an actual booster pack was Allure of the Unknown, which um, I... At that point, I was like, oh no, this is going to be it, all expansion, isn't it? Oh, I'm this just is going the... to open shite like this. I, yeah, I, Google, I just was like, I'm, I'm like Googling these because I kind of, I know from looking at them what the cards do, but I can't remember the name. And I just Googled it and I was like, oh yeah. shit. Absolute banger art. Absolute banger art. Absolute yeah. Shanner card. Yeah, I, totally, totally fucking awful. Sean and I had, we did Two-Headed Giant. Um, on Sunday, in between us, we had two. You had two. Oh my god. We had two in our pool. I think we opened them not long, not long after the other one as well. Yeah. So we were like, oh, for fuck's sake! It was. <laughs> it's like, shall we just go home? It's like absolutely the sh- like the shittest card to possibly get as a rare. Yeah, it's awful. It's so bad. Anyway, what else did you get? I take it it went it went better after that. 
It got better after that, yeah. So my, my second one was Thrix, The Sudden Storm, uh-huh. which is the 4-5 uh, blue flash flyer for 5 mana that stops your expensive stuff getting countered. Yep. Didn't play that either. Okay. So the next four rares I did play. Uh-huh. And they were Satessin Champion. Yep. Which is the 1-3 for 3 mana. Um, whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, you put a plus 1, plus 1 counter on her and draw a card. Strong. Very strong, very strong. Um, I've got the first Rowan Games, mm-hmm. which is the 4-chapter saga. Oh, the one the one card that... Oh, no, no that, that's not the card that gives you the gold token. It is. It is oh, it is, yeah. yeah. The one card yeah. in the set that gives you the gold token. So it, it makes a 1-1, one, one, then it puts 3 plus 1 plus 1 counters on a creature you control. Then if you control a creature with power 4 or greater, you draw 2 cards, then you get a gold token. I love that the flavour text in this one is something like they don't you don't get medals that they... Or, oh, no. There was another flavour text on another so card. So flavour text on Arena Athlete in Original Veros. That's the says one. Says the, the Eroan Games awards no medals. But you do get a gold but token, apparently. Nowhere on the first Eroan Games does it say it's a medal. That's true. For all we know, it's a golden statue of fucking Eroas. That's not the, that's not as fun as the options I was trying to think of, but it, <laughs> it could be. It could just be a lump of gold. Yeah, it could just literally you, you, be. You threw the javelin the furthest, have this lump of gold. Have this enormous ball of metal. Yeah. So my next rare was Shadow Spear. Uh-huh. Which, which I've heard is reasonable. I, I found it to be good. Like it's um the the lifelink definitely helps in the grindy games. And then my last rare was Clothis, God of Destiny. Oh nice. Who let me tell you is a beast. That was that was Sean's first promo, I think, when it, in this sort of solo sealed he did, that was the promo he opened. Which I think he was quite pleased about. Yeah. She seems good. Yeah. She's very good. So I played a, a red-green enchantment aggro deck. Seems fine. Splashing for one copy of Meyer's Grasp and one copy of Final Death for removal. Seems decent. Yeah. How did you do? Very decent. I won. Nice. Good job. That sounded really patronising, but it wasn't meant to. There's no way to say well done without sounding... Like you're talking to a very small child. It's like, good job, Casey. There's not. There's not. I don't think I dropped a game all day. I did I did win the second round 1-0. But if it's grindy, then? Um, Because game game one of that match lasted 45 minutes. That's, that's a very different from the pre-release that I played in. You must have had all the grindy pools. Well, see, what happened was my opponent kept... Like, I kept not drawing creatures, and my opponent kept drawing, like, more tough creatures. So I, I couldn't, I just wasn't drawing my removal. So all I did was I sat there um, with a Nessian Horn Beetle. Yeah. Which is the 2 2 for 2. But if you've got a creature of power 4 or greater at the start of your combat, it gets a plus 1 plus 1 counter. So I sat there with that, with Shadow Spear on it. Uh huh. Until it got big enough that I could one-shot my opponent. Ah. And then I one-shotted her. Nice. Because <laughs> Shadow Spear gives trample. I've kind of heard conflicting things about whether it's like... I've heard a few people say that it's the best card in Limited, which I don't agree with. Shadow Spear? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Um, Do you know what I think is the best card in Limited? Ashiok. No, it's good, but that's not the one I've got at the top of my head. 
Okay. Can I interest you in um, Kiorabes, the sea god? Kiorabes, the sea god's pretty fucking good, but it is seven mana. Yeah, but it, it's just it's just amazing. Like, it's just, the moment somebody plays it, it's like, oh well, it just wins. You do probably win the game. If you play it, you probably win the game. That's true. Like, uh, and over the weekend, um, whether it was like in Two-Headed Giant or in Solo, we, between Sean and I, we managed to beat, we managed to beat um, Asiok. Right. We managed to beat, in the same game, a Grey Merchant of, I keep wanting to call it Grey Merchant of Venice, it's not, what's it called? Asphodel. Asphodel, it's not fucking Venice. We managed to beat uh, Grey Merchant of Asphodel. That was played in the Winning Two-Eddy Giant. That's a stupid card. Yeah, yeah. Because it says each opponent. Yeah. It's ridiculous. We managed to beat that. I don't think over the whole weekend Sean managed to beat Kiora Best the Sea God at all. Kiora Best the Sea God is stupid powerful. It's just obscene. So, for people that haven't encountered this card yet. Yeah. First of all, lucky you. So, Kiora Best the Sea God does cost seven mana. But I'm sure there are cards that make artifacts cost, uh, not artifacts, enchantments cost less. I just can't think of any off the top of my head. I mean, um, what's its face? The Thrix the Sudden Storm makes everything with converted mana cost five or greater cost less. So that'll let you play it on six. Sure, so that, that helps. But it does it does cost seven, but at the same time, if, if you play it, then you probably win. Because it's a saga, so... It's got three three steps. First step, create an 88 blue Kraken creature token with hexproof. Dece, what the fuck gets rid of that? All the, like, shatter the sky, maybe? The wrath? That's about it. The wrath is, is about it, yeah. Two, step two, tap all non-land permanents target opponent controls. They don't untap, untap, untap during their controller's next untap step. So you've got a big-ass 88 it's almost impossible to get rid of, and yep. suddenly all your non-land permanents are tapped. That's not just, like, creatures. That's all of them. Yep. That's every single one of them. Tar- turn three or uh, chapter three, gain control of target permanent and opponent controls, untap it. So everything's still tapped, yep. and you have an 88 cra- Kraken on top of everything else you've got, and you get to pinch something of your opponents and then untap it. Now, importantly, it doesn't give it haste. No. But importantly, it, it also doesn't... doesn't give it back. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, importantly, it also doesn't matter. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't say until end of turn. It's just good. Yeah. It's, it's just good. really fucking good. It's like I think that's the best card in the made. I think Ashok's good, but ignoring all other factors, Kiora Best of Sea God is the best card in Limited. When you take the mana costs into account, I think Ashiok edges it out. I mean, if you're playing like a, if you've managed to draft like a really sort of controly deck, mm-hmm. then I don't, I don't suppose it really matters. Like if you're playing like blue white or something, and you've managed, you've got Wraths. Yeah. Which shout of the sky, by the way, is stupid. The four mana wrath. Like it, I lot we lost a game into any giant because we got shout of the sky because sure. we completely forgot about it and like shat all our creatures out on the board and then didn't do anymore. Yeah. Which was really sad. Yeah, I don't know. I think like if if if, if you asked me which I'd be more scared to come up against, I think I'd probably say Kiora Best of Sea God. But Ashok's also very good. Didn't open that either at all. Sad face. Uh. My promo in um, Two Eddie Giant was I went. We, we I played Two Eddie Giant with with Sean and we went two two. We managed to we got we managed to beat out a a a, a Gary playing deck and lost to one the round after that. Um, and the other round we lost was the one I just said where we played a lot of creatures and then got shattered the sky and we never really came back. Right. But my promo was the dog, which I really like. 
the dog? Which one is uh, the dog? Atreus's dog. Oh, sure. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whose name I actually can't remember. Kuranos? Something like that. Atreus's dog. I'm like Googling now. Uh, I can't remember, but it's the... it's the um, Kunaros. Hound of Atreus. Kunaros. Yeah, Kuna- oh, there we Kuna-Ross. go. Kunaros, yeah. The um, one white, black, 3-3 that's got Vigilance, Medicine, Lifelink. Which on its own is good. Yeah, that is... That's solid. Like a 3-drop three 3-3 three, three with Vigilance, Medicine, Lifelink is good, but it stops... Um, Creature cards and graveyards can't enter the battlefield and players can't cast spells from graveyards. So it stops escape. Which I guess is kind of thematically on point. It's the guard dog of the underworld. Oh, yeah, totally. It's it's 100% on point. Yeah, it's just it's just good. Yeah. Like, even without the bottom bit, it's just solid. And then you start, like, chucking. And also, the art's, like, weirdly cute. I don't know why. It shouldn't be. It looks like it should be terrifying. I don't know. I just like his little dog feet. I think they're really sweet. But anyway, that was my promo, which I, I really like, and I insisted that we play, even though Sean was like, no, I don't think that fits in anyone's deck. Doesn't I was matter. like, no, I want to play the dog. It's an adorable pupper. You have to play the pupper. I'm trying to remember what else we opened rear-wise. We definitely got two of those stupid Rakdos things that nobody likes. Oh, it's so bad. It's just shit. Like, I, when I put my Theros code in, you know, when you get the, the six packs yeah. from pre-release, I put that in. The first one I opened was... But the first one I opened was, like, a temple. Right. I was like, okay, that's probably useful. It's not that exciting, but you know, it's a land, whatever. It's good to have. It's good to have. This, I mean, it was, it was like a, it was one in colors that I'll probably never play. Right. So I was a bit like, meh. And the second one I opened was that, and I was like, can I get another code? <laughs> I want a refund. This sucks. I, I feel kind of bad for Seb McKinnon because it, the the art's so good. I know. It, like, the concept of the card works so flavorfully with what they're trying to do with pandora's box and stuff it's just bad what's it called again so i can look at the art allure of the unknown allure of the unknown okay oh wow that is some baller art yeah imagine getting Seb mckinnon and then putting art on a shit card and i'm just going to play like that i know so anyway you're you're really sound successful mine was marginally successful how how marginally i went to two and two in a giant oh that's cool I didn't play the first one. I can't remember how Sean did. I think he might have gone 2-2 or 1-3. No, I think he went 1-3. Sure. But it was... I thought I had fun. I thought it was good fun. Oh, yeah. do you know what else You know what else I really like? What's that? Um, the... See, I'm really bad with names of cards. I just know for, like... I, I know what they do. Um, the... It's not a Pegasus, but the one that, like, every... Sub, it, sub, it makes little Pegasuses when you... Like, 2-2 Pegasus tokens when you do something to it. Oh, it's an Archon, isn't it? Yes. Archon of Sun's Grace. That sounds right. Two white, white, three, four, flying lifelink. Pegasus creatures you control have lifelink. Whenever an enchantment enters a battlefield under your control, create a two, two, white Pegasus creature token with flying. I fucking love it. It's good. It's so good. good. It's so good. It's so good. All the cards that I really like, I got played against me and I never opened any of them. That's shit. Which is kind of sad. We didn't open a single Grey Merchant of Asphodel. In any of like with two of the giant, you get you get what like six packs each. Yeah, twelve packs. Not one grey merchant of Asphodel, which was shite. And I don't think we got on. Oh no, we got one of the entrancing liar. Right. Which is also really good. Yeah. In limited taps taps a creature down. It basically just doesn't untap unless you want to untap it. And then it's like if you tap something, and then your opponent plays something even better in your upkeep, you can untap it and then tap it again. Mm-hmm. Provided you've got enough mana and tap the bigger thing down. 
Yeah. It was it was it was good. So I'm looking forward to drafting it on Friday. Yeah, I'm gonna try and draft it on Sunday, I think. I'm board gaming on Saturday, so yeah, I think Sunday I'm gonna try and draft it. I kind of want to try and just force Constellation because I really like Constellation as a as a thing. I just want to open Ashi up and play with them. Yeah, I just wanna I just wanna open Kyoto Best Sea, to be honest. I don't really give a fuck after that. But I don't remember enjoying Constellation last time, but I only just started playing. Now I'm much more into it for some reason. I think um, it feels a bit more pushed this time. It's just good. Like There's just good Constellation cards. Things get flying, things get counters, you get to draw cards. Like that, that the, the one I had, the, the three mana Enchantress, basically, is silly. Like the, the number of enchantments I was playing in that deck because half my creatures were enchantments as well yeah and half my removal was enchantments uh-huh i was getting her up to being like a seven nine and stuff it was silly and it draws you a card every time you know what i'm kind of sad isn't a thing in this this theros set what's that minotaur tribal yeah i fucking loved minotaur tribal the first time around yeah i mean it, there's some minotaur tribal like those i think the I can't remember if it's... No, it can't be one of the Planeswalker decks because neither of them have red. It must be the red theme booster, I think, yeah. has Minotaur Tribal cards in it. I've, um, I have I might build Minotaur Tribal for Pioneer, actually. It's really shit, but at the same time, it's just fun. What was the name of the Kragma Warcaller? Was that like the Rakdos Minotaur that did something stupid? That rings a bell. In Last Theros. It just, I can't remember what it did. I just remember it being the best card in the deck. I'm going to look it up. Did it not give all your Minotaurs haste and something else? Yes, it gave them all haste. And whenever a Minotaur you control attacks, they've got plus two, plus, no, plus, plus two, plus zero until end of turn. Yeah, it's silly. Stupid. And it was uncommon. Yeah. I miss Minotaurs. I've just thought of a, a really funny story, actually, that you might know already, but I'm going to tell it. So I don't think that the, the player in question plays anymore. Right. But he used to play sort of competitively used to play PPTQs and stuff and mm-hmm. we had a PPTQ I think it was the one that my old store hosted so it was like local to me so a bunch of local players who didn't play a lot of PPTQs kind of turned up just because it was nearby in the same town or whatever sure which was fun but then of course all the grinders came as well yeah because it's a PPTQ and that's what grinders do so there was one one player who turned up with like a, a an ultra competitive deck and was paired in a round, it must have been reasonably early, against one of our local players who had Minotaur Tribal, played right. Minotaur Tribal for ages, yep. and lost with his tier one deck against Minotaur Tribal, which all the other players at his store found so amusing that I, they got a load of Minotaur cards and just like decorated the entire room Amazing. of the LGS, just put Minotaurs up. Because <laughs> he was so upset that he'd, 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 been, he'd lost to like Minotaur Tribal. That's so good. So they just like papered the store with Minotaur cards. Yeah. So funny. I miss Minotaur Tribal was great fun. Anyway, speaking of cards, speaking of standard. Yes. Have you, have you, have you looked at some standard decks? Tell me what you want to play in standard then, and I'll tell you what I want to play in standard because I'm really excited about it. I, I kind of. Oh, then I just Ashiok. Yeah, like just Ash. I want to do like degenerate things with Ashiok and Thassa. Oh that's, yeah. That's all I want to do in standard. There's a, there's a song in there somewhere. Like I don't know that there's much that's totally degenerate you can do with them, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I want to. 
I want to blink my things and do enter the battlefield stuff and. That's a stupid. That's a stupid because her effect doesn't also doesn't say until end of turn. You don't have to give shit back with Asa. Well, it's it's not that it doesn't say until end of turn. It's that it doesn't say under its owner's control. Yes, that's also that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I was I knew I was I, there was a completely different clause. My brain doesn't work today. Yeah, so you don't. Yeah, you use all your threaten effects with Asa, and then you get to keep the stuff. Because it counts as a new object when it's been flickered. Yeah. So you get to you get to keep all the stuff. And you can just do it as many times as you want. It's only like, what, three or four mana? Yeah, something like that. So if you steal something, if you steal something that's got, like, I can't think of a card off the top of my head that's got really bitching out of the battlefield. Actually, no, that's a lie. Um, The one... The... Oh, no, it's, an, it's a triggered ability. It's, it's an end step trigger. Oh, that's even better. On Thassa, so you don't even have to pay anything for it. It just happens once a turn. That's even better. Once a turn or once on your turn? Uh, your turn. Right, okay, I was going to say that sounds ridiculous. But the thing that makes reflections, for example, would be a fun one. Because it just, it, like, you flicker it and every time it comes in it makes a 3-2 reflection. Mm-hmm. It's a 2-3 that you can untap to, as long as you control the reflection, but you just flicker it and flicker it and flicker it. Yeah. So every turn you're getting a 3-2 basically for nothing. Alrios Enraptured. That's the one. Yeah. Every time... Sean drafts it. I play Reflection from Mulan through our Amazon Echo, even if I'm not in the room. Nice. And it will never, it will never not make me laugh. It'll never not be funny. It will never not be funny. <laughs> and I play the whole thing as well. I don't just like let him recognize it and turn it off. It's just sits with the whole song. Good. It's great. Um, I want to play. I will. I watched this deck on stream uh-huh. earlier this week. The the bo- the sort of boggleless boggles deck, like the green white auras deck. Okay. Because it looks really good. And like that's not normally the sort of deck I would like to play. Mm-hmm. But it just looks fun. There's no, I don't think there's any hexproof creatures, but you do just put a load of auras and stuff and constellation triggers. Sure. Like I think the list originally was Evan Irwin's. Okay. And then Maria Bartholdi was playing it on stream and I think she'd switched something out for the Bronzehide Lions. Okay. But I was watching that and it just looks, it just looks like fun and... Sean was playing it, my husband was playing it for a bit to kind of try it out. He was a bit sceptical about it. He was like, mm. And then he played it and he was like, I'm 3-1. Okay. This is this is fine. Seems like it it beats, it goes it goes under Simic Ramp. Yep. Um it beat fires, I think. Okay. Or it nearly beat fires. It's just good and it's not the sort of I don't think it's the sort of deck that he, he tends to keep an eye on like the sort of top tier meta decks and Yeah what's happening in that regard. I just don't think it was one that he'd, he'd seen. But it looks so much fun. I think at the moment he's trying to he's trying to figure out a way for it to play... It makes it like less stable, but he's trying to figure out a way for it to play the card names are hard. You know, the it's like Curious Obsession, but it's blue-white. Yes. Uh, I know the card you mean. I know that. I can't remember what it's called, but I know the one you mean. The aura does lets you, like, draw... Let's you, um... I think it like pumps your creature, but it lets you draw a card when it deals combat. It basically, is it's like a it's like a slightly more expensive, slightly upticked Curious Obsession. Yeah. And I loved Curious Obsession because I played a lot of mono blue, so I think he's he's kind of trying to figure out a way to make that work because it just seems too good to not include. But I don't know, it might not work as three colors, and you kind of need the green because there's a lot of yeah, like Paradise Druid and stuff in green, and a lot of the R's are green. So that's what I'm going to play. I tell you what I really want to play. What? Now, this isn't in standard. This is in modern. Okay. 
and I don't know if the deck's good, but it looks so much fun. Um, Pleasant Kenobi was playing it on stream on Monday night, and it's the, the Underworld Breach Thassa's Oracle deck. Okay. Oh my god, it looks it looks so much... It's just everything I want to do. Degenerate stuff. It's everything I want to do, yeah. It's, so, you're using... What you do is you get into play a Mox Amber and some blue legend that'll let you tap it for mana. Mm-hmm. And a grinding station. Okay. And you play Underworld Breach. So what grinding station does is it's it's tap, sacrifice an artifact, target player mills three. Yep. But whenever an artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you can untap grinding station. Right. So you play Underworld Breach. So all the cards in your graveyard have escape. Uh-huh. For the whole turn. You sacrifice your Mox Amber to Grinding Station to mill yourself for three. You escape the Mox Amber because it costs zero and the three cards you've just milled. That untaps your Grinding Station. That's essentially complicated. You make a blue mana. That's your loop. You just repeat that. Yeah. You keep, you keep repeating that. Until your entire deck is in your graveyard and you've got like 20 blue mana. And nice. you play Thassa's Oracle. What does Thassa's Oracle do? I'm looking at it, but. So Thassa's Oracle says when it enters the battlefield, uh, you scry X, where X is your devotion to blue. Yeah. And you put one of those cards in your hand and. Uh, so it's, it's not scry, you look at the top X cards. Put one in your hand, the rest in the bottom in a random order. If X is greater than or equal to the number of cards in your library, you win the game instead. Oh, God. See, the moment you added that clause, I was like, yeah, that's exactly the good a deck case is going to want to play. Yeah! <laughs> it looks so good! Oh, God. Does it work? Like, is it is it good? Or is it just fun? Or is it both? It works. I don't know if it's good yet um uh-huh. as i say pleasant kenobi was playing it on stream on monday night and he was having some problems i don't know if that's just because it's an early iteration of the deck i think it needs like exactly what's in it needs tweaked a bit uh-huh. but it's um i think it could be good like give matt nass two weeks with it yeah, <laughs> and, and it'll be it'll be top notch. It'll be banned in about. Oh yeah, totally. It'll be banned in banned in six weeks. Yeah. Underworld Breach was like the first the card that people started getting really excited about for um legacy and for modern and things like that. Yeah. And I think the big the big question that people started asking was how does it work with things like um well it was it was things like like um Mox Opal. And I want to say Lotus Petal? Lotus Bloom? Lotus, yes, maybe. So Lotus Petal's the the one that's just a black lotus, but it only gives you one mana instead of three. Lotus Bloom, you're right, because Lotus Bloom doesn't have a mana cost. Yeah, so you can't escape a Lotus Bloom, unfortunately. Because you need to, you can't pay for, it doesn't have a mana cost, you have to cast it for suspend. Yeah. So you can't cast a card with escape that doesn't have a mana cost because you can't pay it. And if you can't pay it, you can't pay any alternate costs that use it. Yes, that's right. So that was the, that was the, that was the, the speculation because everybody wanted to play it in Legacy yeah. and Modern and formats like that. 
So the moment you said, I'll tell you what, I want to play Modern, I knew it was going to have Underworld Breach in it somewhere. Yeah, it looks like, honestly, it feels like in the right deck, it might be better than Yawgmoth's will. Have you noticed that, I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is a reaction to the cards getting better, or if it's a reaction to the sort of play environment that we've had over the past few years, but I've noticed in the last couple of sets, and sometimes it's justified, and I'm thinking of Throne of Eldraine, but in the last couple of mm-hmm. sets, the moment a good card gets spoiled, everybody immediately starts asking when it's going to be banned, or calling for it to be banned. Yeah. And I think that's that's like, that's it happened with Once Upon a Time, which is kind of fair, because that was a bit degenerate, and it kind of happened a little bit with Oko, mm-hmm. but do you think it's because the cards are getting better and that's why people are asking for them to be banned? Or do you think it's because bans have been so commonplace that people are just used to them and it's more just like uh, people are kind of ex- expecting that now. So there's there's more calls for it to be like cards to be banned and even in standard. Like I guess in Modern's always had a ban list. I think it's a combination of them both, to be honest. Like... The, the fact that there's been so many bans in Standard in the past couple of years has made people more, like, eager to call for things to be banned. Yeah. Um, but some of the cards that have been printed have been just egregious. Yeah. Like, Oko <laughs> is beyond the pale. I'm, I'm seeing, like, high-level pros saying that Oko is the best Planeswalker ever printed now, and I think they're probably right. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've, it's, it's, Oko's banned in Modern, right? Yeah. Like, Oko's banned in Modern, Jace the Mind Sculptor is not. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, I don't think I've... Oko, like, I've, I've only been playing since 2013. There wasn't bans for a long time. Well, not a long time, but a, a fair amount of time after that, because I remember um, asking one of my friends who's been playing for a lot longer if they... I knew there was mo- mo- Modern bans mm-hmm. and, like, Legacy things that are banned or restricted in Legacy or whatever. Um, and I remember asking one of my friends, little naive me, who knew nothing but Standard, mm-hmm. if there were ever Standard bans. And he's like, oh yeah, sometimes, but not very often. Yeah. And then like fast forward like four years, and it's like, great, I've opened a rare. It's going to be banned tomorrow. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's every time there's a, a good card printed, like Underworld Beach, there was people saying it's going to be banned in Modern, it's going to be banned in whatever. Some sometimes I think it's right, but even like when Heliod was printed, the new Heliod, mm-hmm. immediately I had people going, "It's going to get banned in Pioneer." Yeah, it's going to totally, totally banned in Pioneer. And it's going to, it's going to be banned in Pioneer. It's going to break Pioneer. And there was like discussion about whether it was going to be because Heliod works. It worked. I'm not going to say it works really well because people originally think it did, but then I've seen people that have actually played this combo saying that it's not that good. Yeah. Um, People saying that discussing whether it was going to be Heliod or Walking Ballista that got banned because Heliod and Walking Ballista work really well together. Um, because what does Heliod do? Let me just look up what Heliod does. Heliod gives your stuff lifelink, or you can, it, it can give your creatures lifelink, and whenever you gain life, you get to put a plus one plus one counter on a creature you control. Yeah, whereas Walking Ballista. Um, it's like XX and you pay, it comes in with X counters on it and you can remove a counter. That's, that's, there's no other cost. It's you remove a counter and it deals that much damage to target, any target. It's any target in it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Remove remove a plus one, plus one counter, deal one damage to any target. So like you, you gain a lot of life 
um, you put a lot of counters on Walking Willistown and you just take all the counters off. You don't even need to gain a lot of life. Like, as long as you've got at least two counters on, on Walking Ballista, you use Heliod to give it lifelink. You take a counter off to deal a damage to your opponent. And because it's got lifelink, you gain a life and you put a plus one, plus one counter on Walking Ballista. Lava, rinse, repeat. That was... That, yeah, because that, I'd, I'd spoken about this with someone. And does it work if you take a counter off if you only have one counter can you just do that repeatedly or does like this is like it's like getting like weird things like just does the counter replace itself before state-based actions are checked if no because right right the if there's only one counter on the walking ballista it's it's going to die as soon as you take that counter off right okay but you only you only need two and then you just ping yeah you just ping. Yeah. But I, I like there was immediately people were like, "Well, what's going to get banned in pioneers? Are going to be walking blister Heliod? And it's like you want to like calm down. Yeah. It's only just been spoiled, <laughs> like, and then people are I've been playing it and I've said this is shit. So probably not going to get banned. But it's just so I don't know. Like it just when you're when you're watching guards and suddenly everybody's like, "Aren't banned now?" Like it gets a bit wearing. Yeah. And like I said, sometimes it's justified because immediately people were like, "Once upon a time" is a stupid card. I think "Once upon a time" even more so than Oko, I would say at first. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, everybody was like, "This is ridiculous. This is stupid." They've basically printed a free spell. I mean, they have printed a free spell. Yeah. But it's definitely an, an uptick when you're when you're looking at um, new cards and and immediately being like, "Right, let's just let's just ban them." Mm-hmm. So that was our little run through through Theros. And bannings and, bannings, and rules apparently. and rules. Yeah. Wow, we've we've like we've just hit a lot of bases. Yeah. I'm very I'm very excited. I've heard a lot of people say that it's the the most balanced and fun set that's been printed in a while. It, it so really I'm, does look that way. Like I'm not I'm, I don't want to wade in and be like, oh yeah, it looks like so much. It looks amazing. It's definitely going to be great. Um, because I've only played like three four matches with it, but my early impressions are certainly that. It looks like it's going to be fun. It looks quite balanced as a limited environment. Yeah. The the cards that are play this when the game in limited are pretty fucking expensive. Yeah. So it's it's not even necessarily a guarantee that if you've got cure best sea god in your deck, you're definitely going to win because you've got to get to seven mana. Yeah. So I I think it's probably fine. And there is there is um. Like an eight mana, like I said, an eight mana, an eight mana, not an eight mana, an eight eight hex proof is going to be difficult to get rid of. But then you have got wraths. Yeah. And shatter the sky, is a really good wrath. Yeah. So I think it's going to be good. There's it's out the best three draft is out on arena, mm-hmm. and the sealed is out on arena. I don't think I don't know when best of one draft comes out. I think it's a couple of weeks. But it is up on arena if if people want to. Um, try their own. I think I've got a draft and a sealed pool sitting that I haven't played with yet. Right. But it is there is there is standards up on arena. There is limited environments there if people want to have a go themselves. There's a little add-on I think you can get from. Ch- it's a, I can't remember what it's called, but it's a little add-on that like rates the draft cards for you so that you can kind of. Yeah, I can't remember who who made the plugin, but yeah, there's there's a plugin that will put an overlay with um. LSV's ratings, or I think you can change it to community ratings or the limited resources ratings. Yeah, so you can kind of see if you're if you're drafting, like if you haven't if you haven't made it to a pre-release, for example, then 
because not everybody has a local store. Yeah. Then you can you can use that as a little helper to kind of gauge what's going to be good, what's what's not going to be good in, in limited. And there's loads of articles and stuff about archetypes and things. So yeah. would recommend playing uh, some limited on arena. Um, before, even before you start getting into standard, because it is really good fun. Like I'm, I'm not a huge limited player. I'm gonna try to get one into it, and I'm, I'm really enjoying drafting it and watching people draft it as well. Yeah, it's good fun. I know it'll be interesting to see what happens with standard if, if, if we get a standard where there's like no bannings within the, the first couple of months after a set being released. Yeah, we might, we might get a stable environment for a while. What a treat! Yeah. You can have a little stable environment as a treat. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so, off mic, while we're recording this, I think Casey and I have both had a, a rant already. <laughs> Casey, about my ability to function and speak. Not at all. And use my brain. <laughs> you got very high-pitched. When? When I, when I was struggling to understand how... Auras worked. Oh, okay, that's, that's and I had a rant about how shit the decorating has been done in my spare room. Yes. To the point where I tried to take off wallpaper with a wallpaper steamer, and the more wallpaper I've taken off, the worse it's got, and now it's looking like I'm gonna have to get a professional painter in. Shite. Shite indeed. So now for a regularly scheduled rant, <laughs> when I just let Casey go on a subject of her choice. What is it this week? What is it this week, Casey? What have you got for us? So, so this week it's um, it was gonna be legacy GPs, but everyone's done that. Like, that's kind of been done to death over the past twenty four hours on on social media. So instead, it's uh, it's gonna be a relatively short one this week on Wizards of the Coast not providing their fucking business partners with press kits that they can use. So. This started last year when the um, Command Fest promo Solar Ring got announced. And because Channel Fireball didn't have a nice high-res image of the back of a Magic the Gathering card to, to use in their slides, um, because Wizards of the Coast hadn't provided them with a nice high-res image, they just went and googled one. And uh, if you do a Google image search for MTG card back and filter it by resolution, then I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this right now actually just 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 to just to prove a point MTG card back. Yep. Yep. Filter by resolution. How do I filter by resolution more? So you you need to kind of go into the advanced settings and fiddle about with it. Um, oh, we have some Google images. Size, any size. Okay, I don't know where the advanced images are. Even even if you don't filter by resolution, it should be the fourth hit. Yes, oh it's, yes, I see it. Third on mine, yeah. So yeah. it's it's on the front page regardless. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, if you filter by if you filter by resolution, then it becomes um what once you once you start filtering by a certain resolution, it becomes the the first hit. And then a higher resolution than that are all photographs of actual card backs at weird weird angles. So it's it's basically the first hit if you if you want a usable high res image. And what I'm talking about here is this fucking mock up of a card back that has a sixth purple mana dot on the back of it. And the secret, the forbidden mana. Yeah, the forbidden purple mana. As as Matt Tabak pointed out on Twitter, the eighth colour of magic. 
because they don't plan on adding any past the existing seven gold and colourless being the, the other two. Um, so people kind of slagged off Channel Fireball for it, but it's it's fair enough because they, they weren't provided with like a proper fucking press kit. And like it sounds it sounds really obvious like when you when you um say it like when you look at the back of Magic Card and you think wow how could you not notice another colour of mana being there? But actually like it's it's quite different unless somebody points it out and then you can't not see it. Oh yeah, totally. Once you know it's there, you can't not see it. But until someone points it out to you, your eyes are just going to gloss over it because it's not what you're interested in on the back of a card. It's like your brain parses it to just look like you would expect. Yeah. So until you're actually looking at it. Kind of like those um, things in Doctor Who where people would kind of register you were there but not notice you. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. So that was last year and and nothing kind of happened until... I think it was the start of this week and there was a, a new advert for Theros Beyond Death being, being available on Arena. And right in the centre of this advert that's all over Facebook and other social media is this card back with the fucking purple mana dot on it. And it's like, okay, Channel Fireball were making up this this slide on their own to, to announce this promo. Maybe they didn't go and request assets from Wizards of the Coast so maybe that wasn't Wizards of the Coast fault but this was an advert produced by a professional advertising agency who should have been provided with advertising assets by Wizards of the Coast that they've obviously either not done or they've not been high spec enough and someone's had to go and google this image and use it and then it gets even worse today where the official Magic Esports Twitter account and webpage announcing this... Like this is official Wizards of the Coast social media account. Run by Wizards of the Coast. Run by Wizards of the Coast, yeah. Um, and I believe it was on the Magic Esports website as well, the, the imagery. Now, it's been updated since with the, the correct card back. But they're running a promotion for the World Championships where you can get in-game rewards for correctly predicting who's going to win. And there's the purple mana dot. And it's like, come on to fuck. How <laughs> how hard is it to use your own assets? Like, Hasbro have an asset library. I used to work in a toy store. It's It was called HAL a number of years ago for Hasbro Asset Library. Um, I think it's something else now. I think they phased out HAL and replaced it with something else. But there is an asset library where you can get images of fucking everything. And it's it's easily accessible. I had access to it and I wasn't a Hasbro employee. I was a toy store employee. Fucking your advertisers and your esports team who are fucking creating your social media posts and your websites should have access to this. Why does this keep happening? Okay. Let's let's ignore the fact that Hasbro and Wizards are like technically two separate entities where one owns the other, but they're two different companies. Why don't Wizards of the Coast Wizards of the Coast stuff was in the Hasbro asset right? Library. But why don't why don't Wizards of the Coast themselves have stock images of stuff? Why are they googling their own card backs? I, exactly. To, to get them from like, 
why it's when you when you like you must they must do their own they do their own social media in house presumably maybe I, I'm wrong I believe maybe they wrong. have social media people for it right. yeah they must do some of their own advertising in house why do you not have a high resolution picture of your own card back like you literally print the card backs you have the highest resolution image possible because you have the master file but they must have they've got pictures like i'm looking at this tweet and they've got pictures of because it's like a comp it's a it's a a competition sort of fun thing that they're doing for worlds right when they've got you pick who you think is going to be the world's champion yeah um but they've got like all 16 players and they've got like the the photos that must have been taken at some pro tour or something like the the, the sort of mugshot photos of the players, right? Yeah. It was like, how can you have those on file to just pull up, but you don't have your own fucking card back that hasn't changed since nineteen ninety four? Yeah. It's been twenty some what twenty six years this years. It's like, how do you not? How are you? Why? How are you? How are you? How? How are you? How? Why are you googling your own your own card back? Unless it's somebody new in social media that is like too nervous to ask and just Googled it. In which case, I feel kind of sorry for them. But at the same time, if you're doing social media, the first thing you should be given is a fucking like, image bank. Yeah, exactly. Of the most basic stuff. Logos and shit and like card backs. And... Like they've, they've obviously got the image bank because where the fuck's the image of the little trophy thing come from? Aye, and like everything else. Yeah. That's on there, like the logo and the mana symbol and all the arena shit. So why have you googled the card pack? Like the world championship logo and the background and, you know, the the sleeves from arena. Yeah. Like the magic, those black sleeves with a question mark on it. Yeah. Which is probably because they they haven't released the art or the design for these sleeves. Like... This must all be in there. Yeah, totally. It it it's it it's it's crazy to me. It shouldn't happen. Like, I can understand it happening once by accident when it's a third party. Yeah. When it's when it's an advertising agency you've hired to create your adverts for you, it shouldn't happen. And when it's an in-house publication, it fucking definitely shouldn't happen. And like like I said, it's really easy to not notice. When you don't like it sounds it sounds like the sort of thing that would stick out but it's really easy if you're not yeah, it you, really doesn't stick out your brain i think just processes what it should look like until you until somebody points it out to you and then you and then you see it yeah so like i can understand somebody not noticing while they're putting the image together it's like that's understandable but why is it there in the first yeah. place like that's the issue like i know why oh. it exists on a google search it's because there's a thread on the magic the circle jerking subreddit that is all about upvoting this image so that it's the first hit when people google magic the gathering card back good job the good magic job. the circle jerking you've, yeah you've... <laughs> good job reddit um which means yeah i can understand when like random people might accidentally use it but fucking wizards of the coast shouldn't be accidentally using it yeah like why? Why are why why is somebody at Wizards of the Coast googling their own card back to use in an image? Why is it not just there? Yeah. I don't understand. That's the thing I don't understand. It's not it's not that I don't understand how it's got there in the first place because it, it, it's it's not a glaringly obvious 
thing unless you yeah. notice unless you look at the mana colours every time you look at a card back in which case I suspect you're in the minority but it's just the fact that it's there give your please give your social media team like an image bank of common things just give them card back all the they must have all the cards they must have high res pictures of all the cards yeah like why don't you why give them the card back please please <laughs> please do please. your social media team a favour and just make make their lives easier. I feel so so bad for social media teams because they get they're like the front line for all the flack whenever anything gets announced. But it's yeah. like it's like give them a hand. Come Help on. Help them out. Don't don't like you know you know what it reminds me of. Um, this is a a, a fun story that I found out a few years ago. My my uh, granddad used to have a boat. Right. Um, and he used to like you know sail around the sort of locally in the water. Yeah. Um, and I think one day he fell into the water, and it wasn't deep, but he was like far enough out that he was like to my granny, he was like, "Wait, you need to throw me the rope so I can like pull myself in or something." Yeah. So she threw him the rope that was there, but it wasn't tied to anything. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so she just threw him this rope, and it just went away into the sea. Great. But it's kind of like that. It's like it's like don't. That's like the kind of help. Yeah. Don't help, don't help them, like them like that. Like that. Don't throw them a rope that's not tied to anything. Help them. Okay, so we we've talked a lot about about things in this episode that have been shite. We have. And some delightful things, but yes. Let, let's let's round out by playing the 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 categorical shite or delight summary. So what, what, the way this is going to work is that Casey's. I think Casey's got a list of things for me. Yep. And Casey's going to read them out, and I'm gonna I'm gonna spontaneously. I haven't seen this list. I'm gonna spontaneously rate them shite or a delight, with very little context or thought. I haven't done one of these for a while. I'm so excited. Okay. Have you got your list? I do have a list, but I've got a bit of a surprise for you. Oh. So, in in celebration of the the end of the Throne of Eldraine era of magic moving into Theros. I thought we'd look back a bit on Eldraine and uh, one of the major mechanics of Eldraine, which as we all know, was food. Okay, I thought you were just going to say elk. No, 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 food. <laughs> sure, So okay. instead of playing Shite or Delight this week, what we're going to play instead is Pish or Delish. So I have a list of foods for you, and you have to rate them as pish or delish. Oh, okay. There's very little I won't eat, so it could be a lot of delish. All right. Right. Are you okay. ready? Pish or delish. Pish or delish. Yep. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Steak. Delish. Burgers. Also delish. McDonald's burgers. Delish. Controversial, but delish. Pizza. Delish. Gluten-free pizza. Pish. <laughs> it, it all tastes like cake. It's horrible. Chicken nuggets. Delish. An entire pig's head. Cooked or raw? Cooked. Um, Pish. I don't know if I'd like to eat that. Croissants. Delish. Mushrooms. Um, Delish. I don't hate them. Raspberry danishes. I don't think I've had a raspberry danish, but it sounds good. I'm going to go delish. Custard tarts. Delish. Pomegranate. Uh, also never had a pomegranate, but I like fruit, so delish. Extremely helical bananas. Pardon? <laughs> really fucking curly bananas. 
Oh, delish. Even really curly ones, like on the food token. I mean, I don't understand how that would taste any different to an apple banana, so okay. it'd just be a bit of a pain in the ass to peel. Sure. Pie. Delish. Blackbird pie. Um, pish. Temple Garden. Delish, having heard from third-hand experience. <laughs> no, it's rank. Oh, is Pine- it? Okay. Pineapple on pizza. Delish. Banana on pizza. Oh, God, that sounds horrible. Pish. Cereal on a sandwich. Uh, dry or with milk? Dry. Pish. Milk. Delish. Cereal and milk. Delish. Pasta and milk. Like, cooked or raw? Like, imagine a bowl of cereal, but instead of cereal, it's pasta. <laughs> what kind of pasta? Uh, macaroni. Okay, pish. Literally being bugged in the middle of dinner. <laughs> um, pish. Yeah, it is pish. <laughs> Bugging someone else in the middle of dinner. Delish. <laughs> But you hate to do it. I, you do. You always you hate, hate to, to do, do it. it. You hate to you bug hate them to in the middle it. of dinner. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> I'm still so mad that that line's not in the song in the musical. I, Even that, though it doesn't rhyme, I know, but... So the, 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 the last one was either going to be literally bugging someone in the middle of dinner or that line getting removed from the song in the musical. <laughs> it is pish. I know it doesn't rhyme, but it's my favourite line. Yeah, I know. That did rhyme, ironically. It did. Right. Is okay. that ironical? Is that, don't, don't you think? think? <laughs> Casey, if people want to literally bug you in the middle of dinner... Where can they find you online in order to do so? <laughs> they, they can find me on Twitter at PurpleSnap or on Instagram at PurpleSnap. Uh, I'm also on the Scourge Divas Twitter, which is at Scourge Divas. And you can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Scourge underscore Divas, where I should be streaming some more Chandelar again, hopefully this Sunday. Eight bit adventures. Yeah. At one point, at some point, at some point, we will um, we will probably also be streaming arena. Yes. I may stream arena. I don't know yet. We'll see. Who knows? You do. I don't right now. <laughs> well, that's true. Where can we find you, Kirsty, uh, if they want to bug you in the middle of probably like being ill? <laughs> wow, but also true. Um, you can find me on. Twitter at HeyWarStartist. I'm on Instagram at HeyWarStartist. Um, you can find me in the same places as Casey on the Scourge Divas Twitter. I'm usually hanging out during streams, either on call or in chat, depending on what I'm doing. Um, if you want to email us uh, your interpretation of how layers should work but don't, you can email us at scourgedivas at gmail.com. You can also email us in defence of America. Yes. Uh, but it's got no Christmas crackers, no hot cross buns, no haggis. So, I mean, it sounds straight to me. If you would like to hazard a guess on what a Christmas cracker is and email it to us without Googling, we will entertain those. Yep. It's not a food. I will give you that clue. It's not like a, it's not like a, like a Jacob's cream cracker. No. It's not something no. for eating. But if you want to have a guess at what a Christmas cracker is and email us with diagrams, potentially, 
then mm-hmm. please feel free to do so. We love we love to get mail. If if you want to draw us a picture of what you think a Christmas cracker looks like. Yep. If you want to if you want to draw us a picture of what you think a hot cross bun looks like. Yep. Then please do that too. Uh, feel free to come out and hang in in chat when we're we're streaming because we love when people hang out in chat. We do. It's basically just eight bit adventures and shit posting. Yes. That's entirely the stream at the moment. It's great fun. Uh, enjoy your release weekend. Draft some Theros. If you're if you're drafting, draft some Theros. Play some sealed. I'm I'm drafting and playing sealed. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. Going to open so many Kira best the sea gods. I hope you do. And probably punt. I hope you don't. But that's life. <laughs> that would not be delish. It would not be delish. We will see you next week for further shenanigans. Bye. Bye. <laughs>